Hey, Metalworking Nation, here we are for the medium segment of Hot Wings Making Chips with Tony Gunn and Megan Zimba. And my throat is on fire. <laughs> my eyes are watering. I'm starting to salivate uncontrollably. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk much longer. So let's kick this off that and get this going. Mr. Yeah. This is now hot season. Welcome to Making Chips. As manufacturing leaders, we go through seasons, seasons of struggle and seasons of celebration. But if you are connected to a community of leaders, you will be equipped to make the most of the peaks and you'll be inspired to move quickly through the valleys. What you will hear is not just our opinion. It is the battle-tested testimonial and advice of a manufacturing leader just like you. So listen up and take notes. Welcome to Making Chips, Seasons. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, go back, listen to Mild. We introduced Tony, Megan, and we're having a great time here eating hot wings. We were having a great time. Now we're just going to be in pain. And we're talking about different questions. We're answering different questions that the kind of a metalworking table. nation wants to hear. The good news is we did have a great time last time. The bad news is we are five out of 12. We're not even halfway. Yeah, when we do at the boring bar, I'm definitely going to be able to tolerate the whiskey. But then the hot sauce, so. <laughs> you suck, Tony. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Let's just jump right in. Okay. People probably listen to the one right before this. If not, you should start there. We're going to talk about manufacturing leader spotlight. Yes. That's yes, going to be yes. the first question. In this community of manufacturing leaders, there's always somebody doing something amazing. But most of the time... It goes unseen. Making Chips wants to change that one leadership story at a time. It's time to give credit to the best in the business. It's time to learn from our peers so we can all rise together. It's time for Making Chips to shine the manufacturing leadership spotlight. Why don't we go to you, Megan? Who is a manufacturing leader out there who you want to place the spotlight on and talk about? Okay. All right, Megan. Megan, Who do go. you want to shine the spotlight on? That's really hot. <laughs> so someone you want to call out, someone you think deserves recognition for being a great manufacturing leader. We put you yeah, on the spot. Yeah, so I mean, God, there's so many that I can't even... Nay, I mean, all who of you Who popped in your head here. first? So Andrew Crow is the one that popped. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say a woman. So you threw me well, off there. <laughs> You're supposed to be the maven of manufacturing. But he's a maven himself, right? That's true. So right away, Andrew just popped in my head because he's just What about Andrew? He's also a good friend of ours, too. He is a good friend, but he's talking to the next generation in a different way that I haven't seen. This is really hot. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what we want. And I just accidentally, like, touched my eye, and I don't think I touched it too bad, but I need to be careful. keep going, but then... What was the name of this one as you take a breath, Megan? Mr. Payne. Mr. Payne? Are you feeling the pain? Yeah, I am Like Mike Payne, the tall the king of manufacturing who we already talked about so he's a guest host on seasons tony's a guest host on seasons who brought a wonderful guest in megan and she's now mentioning andrew yeah, yeah so what MFG is it about andrew Crow. that you love so i just like the fact how he's talking to the next generation he's able to i don't want to say get on their level because it makes it sound like the next generation isn't intelligent but he's able to connect and engage with them in ways that i haven't really seen before so i really enjoy him as a manufacturing leader, and of course, all of you as well, too. Tony, you have great energy and a great vibe that I think that's what we need to really catch the attention of the next generation. Like, they need to see that we care. 
So anybody that's like full of energy and really willing to go to where they are and have conversations with them and ask questions and really care about what matters to them, I think is really setting themselves apart from anybody else that's considered a manufacturing leader. Woman-wise, I already mentioned Anissa. I really love what she's doing. And then Nicole Walter, I love what she's doing as well, too. She's working the machine. She's experimenting with some of the... I think my tongue is going numb a little bit. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) She is like experimenting with the social media channels. They have a TikTok channel. And she just highlighted one of her interns, which was a young woman. Yeah, so I, saw that. I just think what they're doing is different. They're not afraid to use their voice in a positive way. And those are the type of people that I look up to. Yeah. So shout out to Nicole Walter from H&M Manufacturing. They're actually a client of Zenger's. And she is going to be one of our season one guest hosts. So we love Nicole. One thing, everyone you mentioned... And even a word you mentioned, it's just energy. They all bring great energy. Yeah, totally. They're not tired manufacturing leaders. They're full of energy. Yeah. Much like you guys. They're full of spice. (laughs) You want to have somebody that has their batteries included. You know how like when you buy a toy and you have to put batteries in? No, you want batteries included. Yes. Sometimes I talk when I'm frustrated, when I have a chip on my shoulder, which we'll talk about in the next segment. I talk about like when you have to wind people up. So I'll save that. I'll save that for the next segment. Tony, who do you want to put a spotlight on? So... There are so many, as Megan said as well, there's so many wonderful, wonderful people doing great work right now. And I actually got to spend time with Andrew recently doing this challenge, which is kind of how it evolved into what we're doing right now. Yeah, as yeah we it's becoming that. a thing. So it's fun that you brought up Andrew. Look, if I'm being fair, because there are so many, I'm just going to pick one that I've spent time with recently that comes to my mind right away. And his name is Dwayne Dyer. Lang Workholding, Lang took me down to Carolina to meet with his company. And Dwayne Dyer is the owner of that company. He has had several incredible jobs, even doing some like Formula One stuff. Yeah. So what was the name again of the company? So he is the owner of Concise Manufacturing. Okay. And what was inspirational were two things that I pulled from. And I actually did a podcast with him recently as well. We released it. So the first thing was he's had jobs that nobody would quit. He wanted to evolve. And it's not a lot of jobs. Like let's not get it twisted that he's bouncing from place to place, right? But career opportunities where people go, this is the one for me. I'm going to stay here. But he wanted to do his own business. So he bought a used GF machine, micro machine, off of eBay for $10,000 that ran graphite. And graphite destroyed this machine. And it took him a year and a half to rebuild that bad boy and get it up and running. So after a year and a half, he ran his first part. Now he's got machines all over the place throughout the facility, right? And what I love that he does is he's very religious, much like you guys are as well, you know, and he uses that faith every day and he'll send positive texts to his team members. But what he does every morning is he brings his entire team together, which to be fair, it's not hundreds or it's not thousands of people like some companies, but it's a good amount of people. He brings them into the room, in the conference room, and he has them share something that they saw the day before in one of their coworkers that they admired. So it'd be like me saying, Nick, you've done an amazing job with making chips. And yesterday I saw you do this interview that really helped me out as well. So thank you for doing, you know, that kind of thing, right? And don't make me cry. Don't it's not so true, Nick. That every single <laughs> you are not amazing. <laughs> no, he says, Nick, I'm just so impressed by how you can handle all of the BS that Jason throws at you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on the days where he doesn't go to the gym or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or read his Bible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bible. exactly. So yeah, that's my guy. That's uh, awesome. Mr. Dyer, you've just been spotlighted yeah, by making chips. I like that, that he brings his team together and 
has them collaborate and work together. I think that's, that's cool. Awesome. Oh, and the other thing he does in the morning is he says, one to 10, what's your energy level today? How good are well, you going like to work that. today? I like that. Yeah. Especially since we like, just talked about energy. I'm on a five or I'm on a seven or today's a 10 for me. I'm feeling great. But it allows them the opportunity to convey these messages to him. And it really is like a family unit over at yeah. Concise yeah. Manufacturing. It's really great to yeah, see. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. All right. All right. So let's move on to some more of the questions. And more hot sauces. Yeah, and more hot sauce. What, what's the name of the next one? So the next sauce, and then Jason will ask the question. The next sauce in the hot segment is from Pepper Palace Fusion, which is a reaper and garlic hot sauce. I like garlic. Okay. So one bad breaths. No vampires. Incoming. Yeah, there you go. We are good on the vampires. And it really has a weird image on it. It's hard to describe. It looks like a piece of garlic is like melting. And so. this one's not bad. I've actually just bitten into it. Jason, you should be okay. Okay, good. You're not Thank you. Melt like you did okay. on the last one. Because I we started finally this started to feel a little bit better. Well, okay. Well, you so didn't break into the milk yet, did you? Nobody no. has done the milk. I'm I okay. know. I know. I just I'm trying not to be the biggest wimp here. <laughs> I think my tongue was just numb from the last one. That this one isn't really bothering me. So Megan, what is the hardest career work? challenge that you've ever had to overcome? So I've been let go from several places, one of which was here. Oh, <laughs> by here, you mean MTD CNC? No, I'm making, <laughs> making chips. chips. Oh, so yeah. I think it's always like a hit in the gut when you get let go from a company, whether it's for layoffs, budgetary reasons, or you just did something to make someone angry. Yeah, you have to kind of sit back and reevaluate what your goals are. And I mean, this happened years ago, of course, but it can be blessings in disguise. So I'm going to use making chips as an example. Without that actually happening, my path would have never took the route that it took and Maven's probably would have never been here. So I do credit making chips for helping Maven's be what it is today because... It would have never happened if I was still working with you guys. So, yeah. well, oh, that's we awesome. are very happy to see how successful that you've become and you have just blossomed and just done such a great thing for the manufacturing industry. Yeah. So, it's amazing. And that's every leader with a heart wants to know that when they let somebody go, they're letting them go because they're just not necessarily a good fit there. Right. Not because they're a bad person, right. they're just not a good fit there. And you weren't a good fit at making chips because you need to do your own thing. Right. Because you need to make an impact in your own way. Yeah. And that's hard for someone to see when they're in the moment. Right. But like when you sit back and you can kind of reevaluate the situation, like you guys knew what you were doing and you were spot well, on with we it. We didn't you want know? to do it. Well, you know what I mean? Like I you never want to do that. You know what I mean? Because we know that it's hard. You know yeah. what I mean? If you look in the rear view and you think about what we were trying to accomplish, even trying to be a marketing agency, which is yeah. what we were at the time. There was a lot of potential there, but man, what we're doing now is where we're unique and yeah. valuable. Yeah. And there's so many great agencies out there. Yeah. yeah. We work with this. I got to give a shout out to the agency that we work with now, Ivor Andrew. And we would look at their site. I think you probably remember doing this. Yep. And we would be like, okay, so we need to be like that. And with making chips, we admire everybody who's got a platform and who's doing great things. But we don't think like, okay, we need to get here and be like that. Like we like where we're at. We have a unique, valuable position. We love where we're at in the podcast space. And we're not trying to me to our way into something that right. we weren't equipped for. So I think that's part of why things didn't work out on the agency side. But take a look at you. Take a look at Ian. Take a look at Crystal, who stuck with the whole time. And now as the director of my whole marketing program, everyone's better off. There's a few people where like, I'm not exactly sure where they are now. But those three that I just mentioned, man, they've all blossomed in their own career. And sometimes it's like a freelance thing where you're on your own, you and Ian. And then with Crystal, she's like 
I do so much less of what I used to do because I trust her so much to She's just run awesome. the marketing yeah. program. So, but I think it's just it's cool because there's publications that put out these articles of like the top 10 or top five podcasts or people to follow and to be included on the same list as all of you guys like that's really humbling for me because initially when I started this it was just something for fun to keep my creative juices flowing and I really wanted to provide a platform for women to highlight their skills so like to be recognized for that it's been awesome and I think when people get let go they need to keep in their mind that it's not the end of the road. Like no. it's not a dead awesome. end. Exactly. Like yeah. it's the start of a new chapter and there's better things to come for you. So yep. again, putting your faith into it yeah. and just remembering that there is a true path for you. It just didn't happen. Yeah. That's so that. awesome yeah. to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's have you ever been let go, Tony? I have. I'll tell my story, but <laughs> have you ever been let go in a business situation? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, not in a business situation. This is work podcast. So no, yeah. Who would let you go? Right. Tony's too He's just an amazing human being. Uh, I was just getting ready to compliment you as well, Megan, and say all of your accolades are well-deserved. Any list that you're on is well-deserved, and, and you've worked hard. And Amen to that. Yeah. And overcome some obstacles to get yeah. there, too, yeah. which is great. Thank you. But So no, never? Not business-wise. Well, what's the biggest challenge that you've overcome yeah, at work? So while not being let go, I did have an owner of a company who was pretty shysty and went bankrupt. Ooh. And at that point, I was living in Washington, D.C., and I was actually, oddly enough, an interior designer in charge of other interior designers because the company I was working for was a woodworking company, and I started running the machine shop, moved into the software side of things that helped the design software understand to communicate with the machines themselves, so cut the right parts, and then I moved into the interior design side. I moved from Richmond up to Washington, D.C., and I was making real good money, over 200K, let's say. And the company went out of business. And so I took the last- Is that because they were paying you too much? (laughs) I guess guess so, yeah. (laughs) And I wasn't selling enough. I wasn't designing enough. It's Uh. possible. No, there's some details behind that. However, what that did was I took the money that I had, put it into a U-Haul, and that was when I took my trip to Florida. And I took a job at $40,000 a year, being real transparent with everyone who's watching and listening right now. I took the job because I've always been confident in what I'm capable of doing and what I'm capable of learning. And if we can agree on a certain number by a certain time, I will prove to you that I'm worth it, right? And so that was why I came in, even though I was what being well-paid earlier, maybe overpaid, as Jason just stated. That's a Jason thing to say. <laughs> He'd probably just I say what other Bible people this think. morning. <laughs> <laughs> but again, no, I was in there. <laughs> it turns into something great, right? Like Just like Megan was saying is don't ever believe that the doors have closed. Yeah. Right? It really does open so much more. A lot of us, we get stagnant sometimes, right? And we need someone or something. Some people call it, say, a universe. Some people say the boss. But we need something to pivot us, to pay attention to where our true core values are, which we're going to talk about at some point as well. Yeah. I think it's valuable to say, this is now pivoting me in the direction that I need to go. Yeah. And it did. I live on the beach in South Florida now, and I have a great job, and everything's worked Keep out. Keep rubbing it in. Yeah, I'm sunburnt right now and peeling <laughs> as I drove here in the snow. Yeah, we're all jealous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that grit and tenacity is just one of those characteristics that you have to have as a leader. And to make it through this challenging world... In life, you need that, too. I mean, good grief. Nick, did you know that ThomasNet has marketing services like SEO and video? You know, I knew they did something with marketing, but I didn't know that. Tell me more. Yeah, you should find more about this. The ThomasNet team includes digital marketers and degreed engineers who understand the complexities of manufacturing. They know the keywords that buyers are searching for, and I know that's important to you. Absolutely, man, because it's so easy to be fake in this industry, and it's really important that people 
actually know the words that manufacturing leaders use. So visit thomasnet.com today to view their industrial digital marketing services and learn more about the marketing solutions that have helped thousands of manufacturers grow. Awesome, man. So I'll end with my challenge. Oh, you don't want to ask me if you're I done? I got fired, but I want to... No, okay. I'm in the process. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He's, so you're ending He's in a mood today, He's isn't so it? You just said you were ending things, so I didn't know. I don't know what book you were in this morning, but you better pick a different one. Are you sure you worked out this morning? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm saying I'll tell my story, and I've told it before where... Well, are you going to tell it? I was let go by my father, but... Let's hear yours. Your <laughs> challenge, insane. Jason, your biggest so I want to tell career two, challenge. I'll just make a couple brief ones. So we've grown the business in two ways. We've grown organically by coming up with new business models, acquiring new business, delivering better service and our competition. But we've also grown the business through acquisition. And I would say that's been one of my biggest challenges is when you acquire a company and when you're a person, it's just like, me and my wife. Yeah. And you're taking on a lot of responsibility, a lot of other people's lives that you are now responsible for. Right. Yep. To me, that becomes the biggest challenge because yeah. like, I feel very responsible for those people to meet the payroll, to do which we I mean, always you should, do. Yeah. Anyone leading a business should feel it's that. It's a tough, tough challenge. Yeah. And I can't sleep at nighttime sometimes. And it gives me chest pains before and had to go see a doctor because of that responsibility. It's no joke. Yeah. It's a heavy weight sometimes. Yeah. And if we're to talk about the firing thing, so like one of the worst things as an owner that you have to do is fire somebody. Ugh. I've never been fired from a job, but I've had to fire a lot of people. And it's one of the worst things in the world. And I hate it. And I hate the day. And as soon as I do it, I'm like, I need to go home and cry and be just done because I'm mentally exhausted at that point. But it's terrible. Yeah. There was only one time where I fired somebody and I had a smile on my face afterwards. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, a guy was looking at porn on one of our company computers and I did not even hesitate. Wasn't concerned at all about firing him. And he yelled at me about it. He was like, how dare you fire somebody with a family? And I'm like, how are you even doing that? And he threw something at me too. Oh, those are easier. You know, yeah. I unfortunately have to do this from time to time. And you always joke that I do it all the time. I do it more often than I'd like. You say your dad let you go? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, first. Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell that story. In a second. <laughs> yeah. But first, just to agree with him, man, it sucks. Yeah. Even when, and pretty much every time I do it, there's like a just ironclad reason. And we put everything yeah. else 100%. in place to yeah. prevent it from happening. And then. You know, it happens and you got to do it and you have to deliver the news. It's a nerve wracking feeling. Yeah. That whole notion of fire fast and hire slow. I don't like that. I think it's hire slow and fire slow. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. No, I'm with that. Well, and sometimes it gets pretty serious too because my dad, he has been in manufacturing since I can remember and he was always the message man. So he had in Beloit when Beloit Corp ended, he was the messenger to a lot of families that worked at the company for 20 plus years, 30 plus years. And it got really bad where we had to have police cars outside our house. I bet. Yeah, and yeah, that's, see, there that's was awful. like death threats against my sister and I when we were Jeez. in high school. And oh, wow. we didn't know about it because they didn't tell us until years later. But I guess we had people following us around just keeping an eye on us wow. because there was stuff put on the internet and we didn't know. And I told my mom, I'm like, why? We yeah. didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, because people are crazy. That's yeah. crazy because people are crazy. But I mean, if you work at a company your whole entire life and then things happen, they had to file for bankruptcy, unfortunately. But I mean, companies have to close their doors then. There's no choice. And unfortunately, my dad was the one that was like, you got to tell these people. I remember him just being devastated. So he was like the time. George Clooney in that movie. I don't remember. Yeah. What, 
What yep. was that movie? I can't remember, but I you know. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a movie about a guy that, that was his... His main job is to just fire yeah. people. Fire yeah. people. Okay, so I'll just tell the story. I've told it before. I'll be super quick. You go through seasons in life, and when you're in your 20s, not everybody's <laughs> the same, but when you're in your 20s, you tend to think like you've got a lot more answers than when you're in your 30s, for me. I was way smarter when I was 20 yeah. than I am now. Right. Yeah. And you're probably like a million times wiser, and you were wrong when you thought you were smarter when you were 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and so both my father and I would say that neither of us were totally wrong about the position we took, but it's a family business, and sometimes the integration never stops between business and family. And I wanted to be going in a different direction in the company. And I hadn't like been assigned that authority yet. and Or proven yourself. I guess. Yeah, yeah. you could put it that way. Or proven myself enough to be assigned the right. authority. And also the family was going through a bunch of stuff. My parents were splitting up. And so like there was all these other elements, like the lack of emotional intelligence that both of us were showing at the time. It was right during one of the IMTSs and anyone who's ever been involved with marketing for a big a trade show like that, show. it is so stressful. Everything that can go wrong will. And so there was just a lot of, I was looking for more support. He didn't care at the time about what was going on with me. He had big corporate issues to deal with. And if this continues, I'm going to find somebody else because I was complaining so much. And then I was kind of just put him in a position where he had to do it. If you're going to say it, you got to do it. And then once I challenged him, oh, he wasn't going to back down. <laughs> so I showed up and the next day, like we went through the whole process and he talked about like the pivoting moments in life. And so one of the things at the time that I was really adamant about was I think the way we go about marketing is backwards. If your audience wouldn't thank you for the marketing that you've provided, then it probably sucks. There's nothing that they'd say, hey, thanks for that. That was helpful. Right. And so we're spending a lot of our money in that way. And everything was about us and our products. I throw in a little bit like, oh, we do wake covers on that machine or whatever. But making chips, like I don't talk about my products that much. That's not the point. And during the season in my life, I was working towards, hey, I want to get involved with the Jason Jim and what we have with making chips. And I want to become a piece of that. And he was just like, what's a podcast? I don't even know what the heck this is. And why can't you just focus on the other things? And so when I left it actually freed up a lot of time for me to be able to kind of focus on that. And then seven months later, I was back. I worked in insurance. I don't understand insurance at all. And I worked there for seven months. I was corporate insurance. So basically the whole time my mind stayed where it meant to be, which is with the family business. And I came back, the making chips thing happened. And now my brother and I kind of like run the companies, but my brothers and my dad's kind of moving more up to this CEO level and overseeing things. And we have a great relationship, but it was super hard. Cool. You guys both talked about Jason. Well, actually all three of you talked about how difficult it is to let someone go. Have you ever talked to your dad about the reverse of that conversation? Yeah. So he's like, did I'm he pretty smile like Jason did no, in that one situation. No, no. <laughs> I'm pretty open. I was happy that guy was gone. <laughs> Nick? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. The one guy that I had a smile on my face when yeah, I, yeah, yeah. after I let him go. Sometimes it's just like good riddance, right? Yeah. But I'm much more open, transparent out there with my emotions. We had some great but very brief conversations and it was just great that we're better and I was going through a lot and let's just leave it at that. So You're both going through a lot at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we'll talk about that in the mental health side of things because, yeah, it was just like probably the most challenging time in my whole life. I so. like it when we can touch so many different topics, even though we're all in manufacturing yes. and this is a manufacturing podcast. But the thing is that we're human as well and everyone goes through different parts of their life, right? As you said, we all go through different ways. We were smarter when we were 20 and all that kind of fun stuff. So I think that because your channel, Making Chips, has such a broad and vast audience, 
it's oftentimes important to bring up these other topics because we love to learn how to make stuff, right? Yeah, we love yeah, making right. chips. We love making money. But at the same time, being human and being yeah, transparent a human and authentic aspect, is so very important. No so thank you for allowing this to happen as having Megan and I co-host with you today. That's the only way, right? Yeah. To talk about so many different topics. Yeah. Okay. So we have here, as we move into the next question, we have here a smoking Reaper, smoking Reaper hot sauce. So the label is a skeleton with bloodshot eyes smoking a exploding cigar. Okay. Who knows what this is going to be? Why did Cypress Hill immediately pop into my head when you said bloodshot eyes? <laughs> <laughs> and smoking <and> Reaper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not too bad. Just that one has been rough so far. Yeah, we're good. Man. Yeah. I think the next segment might really suck. The extreme version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to segue into uh, medium, hot, extreme. Is that how we're doing? Mild, hot, extreme? I think we have one more question. What is it, Jason? We do. Yeah, so let's talk about our influences outside of manufacturing. So who are your favorite people to follow in business? Let's start with you, Tony. Wow, that's a really great question. And I actually have to break that down even further because even people who say I follow so-and-so, I like to rephrase it and say that we're connected. Like I like when you and I are connected on a social platform. If I don't know you, I like to try and connect and not just have a bunch of followers, right? Right. Because I'm going to make mistakes all the time, right? Right. And so I think other people do as well. And nobody and nothing is perfect ever. So if I'm being truly fair, I don't follow Anyone There's really. There's no like, business leaders out there you follow or pieces of Steve Jobs, pieces of Elon Musk, pieces of these really clever people who are inventing things that didn't exist previously that are making our lives better, whether it be in, in healthcare or some other form of science. I don't have a person to name. I'm just really grateful for enlightened minds and realizing that they can be exactly who they are without me one day liking them because they said something, the next day not liking them because they said something else. We all have those kind of faults, right? So I don't have a specific one. Do you? Okay, fair enough. I do. Yeah. A guy that's prolific podcaster, and he's probably like in his late 70s at this point. I'm a big fan. So I studied engineering, but I also love business. And this guy has been really good. He's been a business consultant for decades and prolific podcaster. He likes to put together frameworks for business. And I like that kind of stuff. I like building templates and having framework framework and having like frameworks to work through and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff because it just organizes your thinking. It allows you to take complex tasks and simplify them a little bit better. It allows you to accelerate the amount of work that you can get done. So there's a gentleman named Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, and I'm actually thinking about joining their program. And he just created these frameworks for decades. And I've been following his work for, I don't know, probably like five or 10 years and really love what he does. Yeah, I like that answer. I'll look him up. Mine's a framework guy too. So, and we've looked at this together, but I went to school for entrepreneurial marketing. It's all about like how different business models work and how you can create a unique business model and how there's common elements to all business models. So this guy, Alex Osterwalder, I think he's like Swiss or Austrian or something, but he put together this book called Business Model Generation and another book called Value Proposition Design. And just the way the book is written, it's like very graphical. It just teaches you a framework. And this is used in like so many schools and universities, this business model canvas that allows you to kind of understand like, how does Google make money off of ads? How does making chips make money off of content? How does manufacturing company make money? How does an insurance company make money? Whatever it is, you just learn like all the elements of a business model. And it's just a really cool framework that allows for a lot of creativity and prototyping. We talk about prototyping all the time in this business, but it's usually about like making a thing. But you can prototype different business models and stuff with his framework, and it's awesome. And what's his name again? Alex Osterwalder. Alexander Osterwalder. 
I have to look that up. Business Model Generation, a handbook for visionaries, game changers, and challengers. Nice. nice. And how about you, Megan? I think I'm in the same boat as Tony. I can't really name one person because as a writer, too, I pull inspiration from a lot of different sources. So I'm always continually learning and naturally curious about everything. So there's like... Can't name one, huh? I can't. It's just hard for me <laughs> to say that I follow one specific Well, and I guess the, and the notion is not that you only follow that one person, but who's had a more outsized influence, I guess, would be the question. See, it's still hard for me. That's okay. So... Well, yeah. <laughs> now you're making us all look terrible for not naming no. our moms. I should have said mom. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Wrong wife. answer. My wife, I should have said too. Thanks, Megan. On a personal level, so I'm the youngest of six. One of my closest siblings, it's my sister, Melissa. She's 14 months older than I am. My dad seriously wanted to bring me to a doctor because he thought I couldn't talk because she always talked for me. But I always aspired to be like her because she was more extroverted than I was. She right. was very social. She's very crafty. She's a genius in math. Like she's a math teacher. So she was everything that I sucked at. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Like my whole family's all engineers and people like that. And right. It's like so an artist. she's always been something I've always aspired to be. So I guess like there's not really anyone famous that I try to aspire to be like. I always tried to be like my bigger sister. There you go. That's nice. That's awesome. So, What's her name? Let's name her by name. Melissa. Let's, Melissa, you are awesome. <laughs> hey, Jason. What's the first thing you think of when I say the word setups? You're not making chips. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. not making money. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the biggest battles that can hold you back as a manufacturer. Absolutely. So enter the Lean Setup Guide from Pro Shop. Okay, what's that? This guide can help anyone, whether you're a pro shop user or not, but pro shop users have experienced a 50% reduction in setup time because the software builds these lean principles into their process. Yeah. So it's a totally free download. You can go to proshoperp.com slash 50 and you can get your copy of the lean setup guide. Bam. So now we are dealing with the end, right? No. no, no, no. Oh, this is not the end yet? Before the end, you are... Faced with the Death Stalker. Okay. Ooh, the what? Wow. That's true, actually. Did we do that on purpose? The Grim Reaper is on here, and <laughs> yeah. it's the Death Stalker. And yeah, we're going to end the hot segment here. This has here. a scorpion tail coming wow. out of his okay. cloak. So with the Death Stalker, if, Nick, if you had the attention of the entire world for five minutes, what would you say? Jeez. So if it was the entire world, it'd probably be something that like is in line with the faith and proclaiming sure, the, the gospel. gospel. Yeah. If it's more in line with like the theme of this podcast and making chips, I'd probably say something about how this industry is for all types of people. You know what I mean? Like people think, oh, he's really mechanically inclined. He should go into manufacturing. And that's true. It's more that than it might be some other things. But we talk about, well, some kids are really good at building and they should go into an apprenticeship or some kids are really good at math and they should become an engineer or whatever. And or some kids are good with their hands or... Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well... We need all of them. Exactly. Like, <laughs> give me the artists. Give me the communicators. Programmers. Give, yes. Give me the people who have a really great digital acumen. Yeah, the creatives. Give me gamers. The writers. <laughs> this industry isn't just running machine tools. And so... Even those goofballs that like to stand behind a microphone. Exactly. Like, or sit. There's a place for everybody. <laughs> Even Jason. Did you take a bite yet before answering that? Because this one's warm. Yeah, this is warm. This is a fun one. You know, I got to say, Tony, kinda sweet. if you have these with cauliflower with your vegan chicken wings, it's not as bad. 
I don't know what it is about real chicken makes it spicier. Well, that's I'm not just even saying. fair for me to challenge you. I'm just saying. He's just trying I'm to just like saying. level the playing field. That's exactly what he's doing. Just saying you kind of weakened it up a little bit. That's do you all. just want me to drink straight out of the bottle? Is that what you're pushing me towards? I'll let you take a shot. <laughs> so we have five left. Do we all answer this question here or do we move to the next episode? Well, we have this one that I just took a bite of, which is incredibly hot. And then we have four left for the last episode, I believe. Let's end here for segment Sounds two. Good. And you three will answer the if you had five minutes thing when we start the we're all going to die episode. All right. All right. We're all going to die. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh.